Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. This is the Unfiltered Entrepreneur. My name is Ashley Pollard. Here you will find business tips, entrepreneurial advice, and an honest account of mistakes I make along the way. I will also have some friends along for the ride who can add in their own experience, obstacles, and what we can all learn from each other. Entrepreneurship can be a lonely road, but not in my circle. We are all in this together. Hello, hello. Welcome back to The Unfiltered Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Ashley Pollard, and I'm the founder and CEO of Team AP Consulting, where we help women every single day grow their business, scale to the success that they want, and do so with confidence and data-driven strategy. Today, I am discussing different ways that interviewing, onboarding team members into your business can really make a difference. There are right and wrong ways to hire. This is the reason that I made the Team Toolkit in the first place. If you haven't been following along, we recently launched the Team Toolkit, which comes with so much amazing information that you will, in essence, not fail at hiring within this process. Basically, it irons out the kind of person that you need to be hiring or who you need to be hiring within your business based on your needs. We also wrote out job descriptions for eight different jobs, and we will be uploading that as we go. So in that, it might have what their roles and responsibilities are, what kind of requirements you need, what kind of general compensation you can expect. Take the compensation with a grain of salt. We're not trying to suggest compensation. It's just like a placeholder. The next thing that we go through is a margin simulator in the team toolkit. And why is this important? Because You would be shocked how many businesses came to me in January and said, Ashley, how did I make $110,000 last year and I spent $140,000? I didn't even know that I was. And the reason why is because they were not factoring in the price of their team into their services. For instance, it might feel really attractive to have a $2,500 business. But it's probably a lot less attractive when you realize that you're spending about $1,900 for your team members to support you in that space. So when we are thinking about hiring and when we're thinking about product suite, they kind of go hand in hand because you want to make sure that the services you're offering will fit into the kind of money you want to make. So we included that. You'll also get our application template, some interview questions that will completely change the way that you are running interviews, and finally, a performance tracker so that you can make sure that your team is in line. We're also adding a ton of stuff to this. We're adding a team handbook. We're adding scripts for tough conversations. We're also adding a lot of information about building a team culture. So look forward to that. Uh, You can use code You can use a certain code that will um, expire at the end of March, and you can only find that on my Instagram, so make sure you're following me there. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about interviewing because the interview process is really interesting. A lot of people think, okay, well, I have to hire, so I'm just going to, what, find somebody? And that's the thing. It really is kind of difficult to find talent. But there are many ways that you can find talent. The most obvious ones is to go where everybody is going. That could be Glassdoor, Indeed. It could be, you know, one of these job sites that all of us know whenever we are trying to find like full-time jobs, right? So 
that is obviously a really great option if you wanted to go that route. However, it's not necessarily the best place for contractors. Another place that you can check would be like a Fiverr or an Upwork. And those are really great options if you find someone, but I haven't had the best luck always. I will say when it works, I've been really happy with it because they aren't charging astronomical prices on Upwork, uh, which is great. They're actually much more fair. So that's a really great place to start if you're looking for a contractor for like a single project. If you are looking for ongoing work, they do have that, but I have never personally booked anybody for that from Upwork or Fiverr, so I have no personal experience. The other thing that you could try is Facebook groups. There's so many Facebook groups with great entrepreneurs. I'm not in them because I actually don't even have Facebook anymore. I'm over it. Um, so I don't have my finger on the pulse as far as like which Facebook groups are strongest, but I would assume Jenna Kutcher and Social Bungalow have great Facebook groups still where you can post job uh, postings. The only thing is that they're so big now that I'm not sure if you would get the kind of eyes on it that you would like, but you could definitely give that a shot. And then finally, I would look at your audience or friends of friends. See if there's somebody who comes recommended by someone already on your team, or maybe it's someone who's super well connected. Hey, you seem to know any everybody. Do you know this person? So these are really great ways for you to kind of use your network to your advantage to say, I'm looking for this kind of hire, this kind of person who is interested and that's a really great way as well. For instance, a lot, a lot, a lot of my hires have come from Strategy Sprints or Square One Accelerator. I will say almost all of my hires have been a client of mine at some point. And I was either so impressed with what they were doing or really excited to have them as something that I could offer to team, so on and so forth. So that is a place that you could look for hires if you are looking for contractors to add to add to your team. Now, when it comes to interviewing, the first thing we have to talk about pre-interview is the actual application process. So the application process is vital to making the interview worth it. So on job applications, you want to make sure that you're really getting great information from the person. Now, this seems pretty standard, but sometimes it's really overwhelming to think about what questions you even have to be asking. So obviously ask the basic things. What's your first and last name? What's your email? What's your Instagram handle? But I also like to ask people what time zone they're in. And the reason for this isn't necessarily to like make a decision about whether or not I hire that person. But it may be something interesting. For instance, if I foresee this role being someone that I want to talk to first thing in the morning most mornings, we probably should be in the same time zone. Or if this is somebody who doesn't really need to be working at any given time, I won't really care about the time zone. But I do like to have that on there, especially if you want to meet up with your team, if you want people who are relatively local where it's a quick plane ride, it might be worth uh, considering the time zone. Again, not necessarily to say like it could make or break a certain hire. I've never made the decision to hire someone because of a time, a time zone, but I am very curious and I typically do ask that on calls. So that is something to consider. The next thing I typically ask about is like, what softwares do you feel comfortable with and what softwares do you not feel comfortable with? And I like to give them a list. The reason why I like to give them a list is because like, for instance, Canva, Airtable, like I'm trying to think of ones I use, show it, MailerLite, Flowdesk, you know, I like to ask these questions because 
if they are saying I'm very uncomfortable with, you know, Flowdesk, but I'm very comfortable with Active Campaign, which are both email systems, and I'm hiring for an email role, it may be something to consider if somebody's very, very comfortable with the email system that I already use. Now, that's not to say that if you find somebody who's a perfect fit, but they don't know your email system that they can't learn it, they absolutely can. It is going to be a little bit of a step up if somebody can easily migrate into my team because they already know the software. The next thing that I like to ask is like, what is your big goal and dream that you have for yourself? Where do you see this going? And this is totally up to you how you want that question answered. For me, when I was building my business, I do want people who are super entrepreneurial. I want people who think out of the box and think really far in the future for themselves and know that anything's possible. But I will say I didn't want anybody who wanted their own empire. I was not interested in somebody who maybe said like, you know, this is like one step closer to my dream of owning my own business like yours. And it's not that I didn't like it because they could steal it because in essence, I tell everybody my business model and I'm very open with how I run my business. So feel free to steal it. It's more like I would prefer to be a client instead of leverage. And that's not to say it's bad. It is not wrong at all to say while I'm building my empire, I'd like to be, I'd like for you to be my client. There's nothing wrong. And I'm thinking of one person in particular who put it. She was so, so, so smart. She went above and beyond. She was incredibly creative. I was so impressed with her. And I remember it specifically saying something to the extent of like, I want a massive business and I hope to work with you for the next three to six months and then be able to launch my own. And it didn't feel great to me, not because it was wrong, but because I would know that I'd have to say goodbye in six months, right? And for me, I am someone who people on my team either aren't the right fit and we don't make it through a month or they don't leave. And I like it that way, right? I like the people who work with me to stay and for me to cultivate that talent and cultivate that relationship. So it wasn't my vibe. Now, all of that said, if you know that you only need somebody for three to six months, then it doesn't matter. And if you're interested in helping somebody get to their end goals where they want really big dreams for themselves to come true, amazing. There's really nothing wrong with this question. It will fit in with your preferences. uh, So keep that in mind. The other thing I ask is if people are able to accommodate 48-hour turnarounds. And I don't really have anything that's like, I need this in 48 hours. It's more so what kind of flexibility do you have when working with me? What kind of flexibility do you have if a client were to ask for something speedy or we had a hiccup in the system that you were working on or you know, something amazing popped up and we need all hands on deck, like whatever it could be, what kind of flexibility do you have within your schedule? And I typically have a few answers that range from like, maybe like it kind of depends on the project. It sounds tight. I might be able to do it like that kind of. And then obviously like a hell yeah, no question or like, no, I I need a longer period of time. Um, I also ask how much experience do you have or how long, how long is your experience range? And that is not necessarily saying like how experienced are your skills, but how long have you been doing this? Because the thing is, is that if somebody says that they've been doing this for four months, there are people who can do something for four months and they're a savant. They pick it up. They're phenomenal. 
They are killing it. They clicked with it really fast. They're amazing. Uh, there are things that I picked up very quickly as far as my skill set that I feel confident in, where I feel like I'm almost better than somebody who's been doing this for a year. Not all the time. I'm not that much of a cocky asshole, but generally, you get what I mean. So it's not necessarily a direct connection, but if someone is like, I've only been doing this a few months, I'm definitely going to ask more questions regarding that on their interview. It's not a no by any means, but it does tell me something. For instance, if someone tells me that they've been doing something for six years, cool, but I know people who worked in the fashion industry for six years and they sucked the entire time. So that also doesn't tell me that you're great at your job, but it will tell me that you have some experience under your belt. I also like to ask what three words would you use to describe your personality? This is really interesting because I like to kind of see how they would fit into the role as well as fitting into the team. For instance, if I need the team or if I need this role to be very outgoing, I would hope that somebody doesn't say something like quiet or reserved. Uh, I also would hate it if somebody said that they were stubborn or, you know, you would be shocked how many different responses I get to that. And then obviously things like what would be your hourly rate, what is your go-to product or service, and how much do you charge for that? And then I have a couple things that I just like to ask uh, to kind of gauge if we have the same values because I do like people to come onto my team at least understanding my values, even if they don't uh, agree and they don't. I don't require people to agree with my values, but to be very understanding that I'm loud about them. So I include that because I want people to understand that they're working with someone who's a little bit outspoken about what she thinks. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how I put together my interview or my application. Depending on the answers and depending on how many applications that come through, I might take all of the calls. I might only take a couple. Like I said, it really depends. The last time I opened up my applications, I got 133 applicants. So I, (laughs) that was a little bit wild. But what I did is I actually turned my application and the entire database behind it where I organize all my applicants, I turned it into an Airtable template that I'm giving to you guys in the team toolkit. So if you want this fully done for you where you don't even have to lift a finger, I've already done it and you can fully have it. Uh, But that is a little bit about the application process. Now, when we interview, there's a couple things I want you to keep in mind. And the reason why I bring this up is because it's not that people lie in their interviews. It's that they will always paint themselves in a positive light. Yep, I can totally do that. Yep, I would be happy to take that on. Totally, I get along with everybody. Like, no one's going to be like, I have no friends and everybody hates me. Like, nobody's going to say that. And no one's going to say, hey, that thing that you want me to do, I suck at it. I'm the worst. I don't care if it's part of the job. I'm terrible. Like, it's not happening. So instead of asking the kind of generic interview questions that I see, A, all over the internet and disagree with, and B, that I've never seen actually work, I've found different questions that can, or different kinds of question formats that you can use to kind of get like the answer you really want. And the reason why I bring this up is because if we are walking into an interview, we are assuming that that person could be good enough to hire, right? And the thing is, is that anything they tell you in an interview probably won't change your mind too much. You're going to be gauging their body language subconsciously. You're going to see how they vibe with you. And sure, some answers may sway you in one way or another. But at the end of the day, people will learn something that they like 
and that they're, they find fascinated with. People want to do a good job and they want to be a part of something bigger than themselves, typically. So how do you ask questions that show you that they would learn and how do you ask questions that would show you that they would collaborate? Because at the end of the day, those two things are what makes a good employee. Now, like, yeah, sure, if you need a web developer, you also need somebody who is a web developer. But if it's between six web developers, it's going to be the person who you feel will take critiques, take feedback, work with you, bring creative ideas to the table, and also somebody who probably vibes with you really well. And the other other thing is that you want somebody who is going to be flexible, who's going to work, like I said, work with you, all of those kinds of things. So in essence, the job interview is less about the job and more, are you a good listener? Can you adapt? All of those kind of like personality things. So you want to ask questions like, sure, you can ask like, what do you think your best skill is? Or, you know, why would I choose you over someone else? Or... What is it that you think you do differently? Is there anything that you bring to the table from your background that might make you different? It's like, fine, ask those questions. It's really not going to tell you much because you're not learning if they can do the job, which is the most important question. And you're not learning about whether or not they're able to adapt, learn new skills, collaborate with others, bring creative ideas to the table, and so on and so forth. Skew your questions a little bit away from, is this the perfect person for this role and more into can they do the job, but more than anything, can they grow with me because they believe in what I'm doing and they're adaptable and they learn because that is the perfect hire. I have hired over 100 people in my 10-year career in the fashion industry. I have led teams of 25 people. I've led entire departments. I have worked with one assistant for years and years and years and years. I've worked with so many different people. I've hired, I've interviewed, I've had to let people go. I've had to do performance reviews. And the reason why I feel like I'm very skilled at this is not only because I've been to more leadership seminars and conferences than I ever thought that I would, but also because I've seen this in action. And I've seen these actually play out where I have hired people who told me that they did a good job in an interview and they didn't click with the team or they were lying about their skill set. And the people who stuck with me were the people that were like, I am not 100% there, but I will figure anything out without even asking you and I'll get it done fast and there won't be any mistakes. And I'm like, let's see. And those people that show me that they're adaptable, that they will find the resources to give them the answer, that they will admit when they're wrong, that they will tell you and be open about their thoughts and what their ideas are to move forward. Those are the best people to work with. So think about it less from are you the perfect person to do the job to is this the talent that I want to surround me and who can help elevate me into the next round. So I like to break up interviews into three sections, basics, personality, and values. And the reason why I like to break that up is because, like I said, if you find somebody who has the personality and values and who can basically do the job, obviously, then that person can adapt. You can cultivate that talent versus somebody who comes in and they just like cannot do the job. So you want to ask them, obviously, questions. What do you like the most about this work? What do you don't not like about this work? But you also want to see like what it is that makes their heart light up, right? Ask them about what's important to them. Ask them about, you know, what's what they cherish or what they think is, you know, a problem or 
what is it that they love to follow on Instagram or who's their favorite TikTok person or what's their favorite movie like and why? These are funny questions, but they actually will tell you a lot about what they value as a person. And then lastly, if you have any really tough questions, for instance, I know that there's so many people in so many articles because I used to read all of them when I was in corporate America that will tell you like, how would you handle it if we asked for your advice and we went a different direction? We, uh, we used to ask that question all the time and people would be like, I'm totally fine with it. I'm here for whatever the team needs, whatever is best for the business. And then you hire that person and they're argumentative the entire time. So the thing is like they will put their best foot forward. So if you have tough questions, don't phrase it like, hey, would you do this really shitty thing? Because they're going to be like, absolutely not. Instead say, hey, if there was a bad situation, would you do this thing or this thing? And make both of them kind of unfavorable so that you can see which unfavorable option they would pick. Again, it's not necessarily that one is right or wrong, but it's that you're going to understand them a little bit better. Because if you put a really attractive opportunity for them to brag in front of their face, they're going to take it. But if you say, hey, would you do this kind of shitty thing or this kind of shitty thing in this situation, you're going to see which one they kind of pick up on. And People don't really see it coming, so they will not necessarily be prepared for it. Those are all of my interview questions. That is what I have for you about applications, finding applicants, having people go through the interview process. I hope this was interesting to you. I know that it may seem wild to put this much thought into an interview process, but the thing is, is that people will wait and wait and wait and wait and wait to hire, and they think it's because they're not ready for a team, but what they really are not clear on is how to hire the right people, and this is how you do it. So I hope this gave you some clarity. If you're catching this before the beginning of April 2022, make sure to use the code that we share on Instagram so you can get $100 off the team toolkit. These interview questions are actually pre-written for you in the team toolkit as well as the application that I pre-made for you. You click a button and your application is ready to go. So highly recommend that you go check that out. In the meantime, thank you for joining us and we will see you next time. Hold up, don't leave quite yet. The good just gets better. I know it might be expensive to hire me for my services, so I've created a free way for you to get all of my best for any question you have. Click the link in the show notes to drop us a voice note, and I promise you I will answer every single one of them on the podcast for free. This has been a Fast Forward production. To learn more about them, check out at the Women Are Speaking on Instagram for more information.